Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best live action Disney song. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Well, Hal, we're diving deep beyond the Disney animated canon of songs. And we're looking at some of the best songs and definitively the best song from the Disney live action movies. Well, first, I think we need to set some parameters for this. Okay. And we've got a list that we're working off of to start that Hal wanted to add half of bed knobs and broomsticks to. But... (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's got to be... Songs from movies that are primarily live action movies. I think it needs to be songs written specifically for those live action movies. Okay. And from movies specifically, there are a couple of songs from Disney theatricals that have been Broadway live action songs. But I think we should stick to the movie ones for purposes okay. of this. You've furnished a very nice list here. Mm-hmm. I would Thank like you. to challenge okay. part of it. First of all, is Pineapple Princess from a movie? Isn't that from one of the Frankie Avalon and Funicello movies? That's an early Sherman Brothers. All right. Well, hang on a second. Pineapple Princess. He calls me Pineapple Princess all day. Um, no, I, what we've I was going to say is, I've divided this up into yes. categories where we'll pull one that will make its way out of its category, and then we'll look at the our top four contenders at the end. Is your beef that you have with one category in particular? Yes. Okay. Which category? Should we start there? I think, or should we, we just, wait until we get to that one? No, I, th- I think let's, let's save ourselves work. Okay. I think this saves us work. I think Disney Channel, the mm-hmm. DCOMs are their own. That's its own category. Those are television, not theatrically released, or if they're theatrically released, it's after the fact. So these are all Disney Channel originals aired on television first. I think we should stick with stuff that was released theatrically. Okay. What do you think about that? Uh, sure. I threw these in. I know they're probably not going to win. I just wanted to give a little bit of love because the Disney Channel original movies, yes, aired originally on TV, but there have been some bangers. The Descendants movies alone have some real bangers in them. Rotten to the core. But the one I put on this list was Wicked. Mm -hmm. We know all the ways to be W-I-C-K-E-D. All in this together from High School Musical. I think Climb from Hannah Montana was a brilliant song that took Miley Cyrus out of Hannah Montana and into the real pop world of Miley Cyrus. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're probably right. It's going to be from one of these. None of these are going to defeat what I think is our ultimate winner. So we have three categories to talk about. Yeah, sorry. The reason why I eliminated that is I think it's its Mm -hmm. own. I've been on the Disney Channel original movies since the Not Quite Human series. So that's the J. Oh, wow. Give me Jay Underwood and Alan Thicke together and he's a robot. (laughs) Come on. Fantastic. Yeah. But I, I, and the, I haven't seen the second zombies, but the first zombies is spectacular. I think that they're really good and they're their own category and they deserve their own attention. I will say though, that the Hannah Montana movie, if I'm not mistaken, was theatrically released first. So it would qualify for this. Okay. Well, we can leave the Hannah Montana movie in there. Descendants, okay. High School Musical, and This Is Me from Camp Rock, not to be confused with Keala Settle's brilliant rendition of This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. 
This is the Demi Lovato duet with a Jonas brother, I think. With a Joe bro? With a Joe bro? Joe Jonas? Um, yeah, one of them. Probably Joe. So here are our categories that we have. They are standout songs from live action Disney movies. Pretty uh, self-explanatory. A big category with a lot of stuff in it. We've got added songs in new live remakes, which we have four contenders in that. And then there is one movie. I won't reveal what that movie is, but people can probably guess it. There is one movie that is its own category. I think we're going to have to talk about that movie and pull the best song from that movie. There's a third category. There is one movie that's Pretty much every song in this movie is Black Hole. could be a finalist. Yes, Hal, it's the Black Hole with its remarkably disturbing ending. It's just the end of the Black Hole is the winner. Yeah. Songs in that are great. <laughs> uh, so where do you want to start? Um, Let's start. I want to start with the added songs in new live remakes. And I want to preface this by mm-hmm. saying that by and large... I've found the live remakes to be misses more than their hits, mm-hmm. with two exceptions. And that would that be are coming into my mind. One is Cinderella. The live action Cinderella was really good. Mm-hmm. And the Jungle Book that John Favreau did was outstanding. Oh, yeah. I've not yeah. seen the Jungle Book that John Favreau did. It looked like a Disney nature documentary where I would be confused as to why the animals were singing. No, it's really good. You have Bill Murray as Baloo. Yeah. You have Ben Kingsley as Bagheera. And they uh, all have played by incredible casts. Yeah, it's, it's a killer cast. I think Ian McShane is Shere Khan, I think. I really? want him to be. If he's not, I don't care. Don't correct me. Does he call but, Mowgli uh, a c***er? Sorry, I know we have to delete <laughs> that. <laughs> that's exactly right. He does. Uh, for most of it. I'm going to tell you something right now. Mowgli, come here, man cub. Um, but I've found like Beauty and the Beast takes all of the things about that story that you don't question because it's animated. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't think to question it. Like, oh, why the is Stockholm she, syndrome of it all? The Stockholm syndrome of it all. Why is her father willing to just let her take his place? Mm-hmm. Uh, it also you lose all of the charm of the horse being a character. It's just a yeah. horse. It's just a horse at the end of the day. And Aladdin just, I didn't have the magic of the original animated film. Listen, it's through no fault of the actors. They're all good, capable performers. Will Smith mm-hmm. does a fine job as Genie, but there's no way you can replicate. You know, he wisely says, I'm going to do like what my version of this is rather than trying to be Robin Williams, because that obviously would be a mistake. But mm-hmm. you just, uh, I understand the need to make money, but I also, something there ain't broke. No need to fix it. Might as well That's true. release the original. I do like some of the additional details uh, that, or some of the little spin that gets put on assorted elements within them. Like, you know, the fact that the songs in Aladdin, they've got that sort of new, new beats underneath, a little bit of Bollywood kind of flavor to them. And in this particular instance, I like the song that was added for Aladdin. And we can talk about the songs that are in this now. I would say that Speechless sung by Naomi Scott, which is Princess Jasmine's song, which is great because uh, Jasmine never had an I Want song in the original. Uh, she had uh, Lucky Bird in the version at the Hyperion, which is a beautiful song. But this is sort of the cool pop version of that same sentiment of I don't want to be in a cage. I don't want to be silent. 
And it's just a banger of a song. The other ones in this category that I've got in here, and tell me if I've missed any of the big ones. I've got Speechless from Aladdin, Days in the Sun, and How Does a Moment Last Forever from Beauty and the Beast. And the only, I think, or one of two new songs, there was another one added, I think, when they're in the village, uh, The Scuttlebutt from The New Little Mermaid, which was a, a remake that I really liked. Uh, the Scuttlebutt's a fun song. But I think that the winner out of this particular category, and it's just a song that I adored when I saw it in the movie, and it's all of the characters singing it, is Days in the Sun. Do you remember that song? No, Days I, in honestly, the Sun. I don't remember any of the songs from either of those movies outside of what was already in the original film. So yeah. that, I mean, like, if you want to, if you're more comfortable picking a winner or picking a finalist out of this group, I will leave it to you. Mm-hmm. But I think we can probably pick multiple finalists from other groups. Yeah, I think that's I, again, probably a good idea. Yeah, I don't want to carry along something that we're definitely that is definitely not going to win just to say, well, something won its category, you know? Yeah. Do yourself a favor though, go online and watch the scene of Days in the Sun because you've got Ewan McGregor, you've got Ian McKellen, you've got all of these legendary actors who are playing all of the assorted household items. Right. Singing about the fact that they will get back to being human again. And it's yeah. wonderful. Um, so yeah, sorry, live action remake section. Should we go to the juggernaut movie or should we go to the big category with lots and lots of songs in it? Let's go to the big category with lots and lots of songs in it and see which ones here might be finalists. All right. So we're going to look at the category now that is standout songs from assorted Disney movies. There's not really a through line to this one. And they're kind of all over the place. There's a lot of, I had put one bed knobs and broomsticks song in and then Hal added three more. Three Are more. You, let's talk about your love of bed knobs and broomsticks before we go any further, Hal, because to me, it's, I'm like, yeah, bed knobs and broomsticks is pretty good. It's Mary Poppins with Angela Lansbury. Well, that was originally supposed to be a Julie Andrews picture, but she left. Yeah. She just, she declined to do it. Angela Lansbury stepped in. Angela Lansbury owns the part. She's wonderful. The reason why I have an attachment to this, Mm -hmm. as I do to Pete's Dragon, is Mm -hmm. because as a child, I liked watching the same – like if I liked something, I just watched it over and over again. And the three movies I would watch over and over again were Pete's Dragon, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and Mary Poppins. Over and over and over again. Yeah. So those songs are imprinted on me. And I also happen to think they're very good songs. I Look, fact, I I don't deny the greatness of many of the songs in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yeah. I had just pulled one, which, well, let's talk about, let's, let's give bed knobs and broomsticks its own category and we'll pull one of those because well, we don't you have to, I mean, with, there could be, I think there are going to be multiples that come out of this category in general, yeah. not from bed knobs and broomsticks, but I don't think yeah. it needs its own. If one doesn't come out from it, one doesn't come out from it, but I think, but I think we can talk about them now. I, yeah. the one that I put on the list was Portobello Road. I think yes. it is an evocative song. I think it's beautiful. I think it's, it's a song that, um, it's a song that describes Portobello Road, street where the riches of ages are sold. Yeah. Uh, artifacts to glorify a regal abode are sold off the barrow in Portobello Road. So You'll it's this, it, you want in the Portobello Road. So it gives you this, it gives you a real wonderful sense of place and all of the items that they're picking up, I think are such fun details. A pen used by Shelley, a nude Botticelli, the leather bound life of Attila the Hun. Like, I mean, yeah. It's just so it's fun. It's just a fun, punchy little song that doesn't really do anything emotionally, which may be to its detriment that it's not about a who it's about a where. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, but I think that's the beauty of it. That's where they find him, and that's, like, his life is... It also is the, like, I'm a huckster, and mm-hmm. everything here's a huckster, because they're all selling, off filigreed samovar owned by the czar. Like, you know, they're selling stuff that's clearly fake. Right. So it plays off itself really nice. It is a wonderful song, very well performed. I, the other songs I added from that film on here, one is Beautiful Briny Deep, oh. uh, which is... Bobbing along, along bobbing at along, the bottom of the, the beautiful, beautiful Briny yeah. Deep. And that's, uh, I thought it was Beautiful Briny C. Are they saying D? Maybe it this is, is how long it's Briny been. C. It might be C. I, I notoriously don't know lyrics, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. It is. It's a beautiful song. Wonderful yeah, song. It's a really fun, fun, bouncy... Uh, it feels like this ver- this movie's Jolly Holiday. Yeah. Then the other two, uh, one is Substitutionary Locomotion, which is the song from the end when she's getting, uh, when she's using magic to get all of the suits of armor to fight the, uh, the Germans who mm-hmm. are noticeably do not have swastikas because <laughs> maybe it's a little too close. <laughs> maybe not for kids. This doesn't sound the music, everybody. Yeah. But it's a really good Draguna McCoydies for something, say to Steve, like, Substitutionary locomotion. It's a really good, fun song. But I think my favorite from the whole movie is The Age of Not Believing, which is the song. I think that that's my favorite too. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, cause there's a sort of melancholy to that song. Mm-hmm. You've reached the age of not believing and most of all, you doubt yourself. You know, yeah. the idea that a kid is going to get to that point, you know? Yeah. So she uses to help them fall asleep. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful performance. It would it would it have been? I don't wouldn't say it would be better with Julie Andrews doing it. It would have been a lot different. Mm-hmm. Angela Lansbury is a more than capable, a Broadway and West End and singing performer who is different. I think she. I actually think I, I'm glad that she did it and that Julie Andrews did not, mm-hmm. because I think it it was. Uh, I, I just I don't know. I just think it was important for her to do it. I can't imagine anybody else doing it because yeah. I thought she did it so well. She's got such a textured voice, mm-hmm. you know, and it, yeah. it. I think it works really well for the age of not believing. I think that's probably my favorite song from it too. Yeah. So, oh, this is an interesting little tidbit uh, from Ken Plume, producer Ken Plume. Bedknobs and Broomsticks was also a fallback movie if Disney had failed to secure the rights to Mary Poppins from P.L. Travers. Who knew? Ken knew. Ah. That's who. There you go. So it would have been made much earlier. Like, well, because it came out in what, 71, I think? It was also the last Sherman Brothers movie for a while. They dipped oh, out after that. Yeah. I'd love me some Sherman Brothers music. Yeah. Let's jump to 1979, I guess. 1980, somewhere around then. When was Pete's Dragon? Pete's let's Dragon talk about Pete's Dragon. 77. All right. Uh, so let's talk about Pete's Dragon. One of the first movies. Did you watch this a lot? You had this on VHS as a kid? All the time. The it was one of the out. first Disney movies that they actually released on VHS because they were so reluctant to get into the home video market that they just dripped out a few of them. Did you have clamshells of Bedknobs and Broomsticks too? I think these were the originals. It was ju- it was that, and then it was uh, Alice in Wonderland and Robin Hood were the only ones they released on VHS. Anything originally. they put out Disney, my parents got. I love it. Uh, yeah, mine too. We had that clamshell wall. We had the uh, the... The Little Mermaid, whose cover shall not be re-revealed. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about Pete's Dragon. I think there's an absolute banger in Pete's Dragon. It's one of my all-time favorite Disney songs. I would argue it is a contender for the absolute best, and that is Candle on the Water. 
as sung by Helen Reddy. Mm-hmm. It charted, I think. Yeah, it did. It was because it's that great. And she was also famous for I'm Woman yeah, at the time, singer. too. So she was already a big hit. Yeah. Candle on the Water. <laughs> when I was a kid, I we did a Disney medley in Kids Unlimited, the show choir I was in. Yeah. And Candle on the Water was always our tearjerker, big, big, you know, sweet ballad number that yeah. so I maybe I have a special place in my heart for it more so than the others. But you've got another couple on here from that movie, Every Little Piece, which is Ooh, Harry, Ooh, Hermione. Uh, Jeff, Jim Dale is, is Terminus. That's his. Yeah. Like, every little piece, every little piece. I think that one is so good. Him and, and what was it, Red Buttons or yeah, uh, singing that together. It's so good. It's it's so a great it's a great snake oil salesman patter. Yeah, yeah. it's a great patter song sung by a legendary context. patter singer. Yes, and great in the context of the film. I think it mm-hmm. serves the film really well. Yeah. The other one I have here is Bill of Sale, which is the Grogan song. It's Shelley Winter's big song, but there are two more that I actually like better. One is the, I think it's not easy is the name of it. The he has not the head easy. of a camel, yeah. the neck of a crocodile. Sounds very strange. Um, that one. And then Mickey Rooney's number is so good. A dragon, it's such a, a dragon. Broadway number. Yeah. It's such a Broadway number of nobody believes him. He's the town drunk. He's drunk singing the song. Like scared sober, but almost sober. Yeah. It's, it's really great. Who yeah. did the, who wrote the songs? I don't know. For Pete's Dragon. Do we know? We'll never know. No, there's no way to ever find out. We'll never know. There's Too no bad. information resource. There's no producer who's silently screaming. I mean, screaming, but we can't hear him. <laughs> or maybe he's in the other room having a poo. I don't know what he's doing. Sure. That's his life and not Could be anything. Choice. Yeah. It really is. Pete, Pete's Dragon really does have a lot of bangers in it. It does. See, forget like, yeah. Uh, that was yeah. Al Kasha and Joel Hirschhorn. I just remembered that. Oh, you did. Good job. Yeah. There's no information passed to me, nor do I have any informational resources at my disposal. I'm sitting on my hands. What do you think is, so what do you think is the best song from Pete's Dragon? I think Candle in the Water is the most iconic song. Mm-hmm. And it is like her singing to Pete. Is, is it her singing to Pete or is it her singing to the boyfriend? It's her singing to her lost at sea love. Oh, that's right. She's, she's on the lighthouse saying, I will always hold this candle for you, even though you are probably lost at sea. Uh, it's, it's so good. It's a really good song. I like the other ones that I like the ones that feel like they're big Broadway numbers. Like there's something about Mickey Rooney's number. I I think it might be called dragon, a dragon, a dragon. I swear I saw a dragon. Dragon. It's not That's long. So it's good. only like, it's less than a minute. I think it's a pretty it's really short. Yeah. Every little piece is also great because every little piece is great intent. You know what he's going to do and how he needs it. I saw dragon as the name of that song. Mm-hmm. I just remembered that too. Uh, yeah, I sell me on it. Not being candle on the water. Cause I am firmly planting my flag on that being a finalist. I'd say we take candle on the water, but we also take one more. What do you think of that? Sure. I think what do you we think? take every, every little piece. I think we take the villain song. All right. All right. A, a great villain song yeah. uh, sung by Jim Dale. Slice him up, dice him up, lop him up, chop him chop up. Chop him up. Oh. That jingle jangle sound. 
Oh, yeah. And red buttons just coming in. Oh, my God. It's so good. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's get away from Pete's Dragon and bed knobs and Broomsticks and go to some of the other classic Disney live action songs we have on our list. We have from the Wayback Machine. And I'm not going to lie. Most of these I only know from owning the classic Disney volume one and two albums. And that is let's get together from the parent trap. Are we Mm -hmm. dancing from the happiest millionaire? A whale of a tale from 20,000 leagues under the sea, which I did know from singing that at Disneyland in the pirate show. We also have uh, the ugly bug ball sung by Burl Ives and the monkey's uncle sung by Annette Funicello. Mm. A couple of those are Sherman brothers songs. We've got Burl Ives on the front porch with you as well. Any of those, uh, any of those standing out to you? I love Let's Get Together. I think that movie, have you ever seen Parent Trap? I've not seen the original Parent Trap, no. That is another movie I watched a lot. When but I, I do kid. love I that song. I don't remember if we had it on VHS, but it is worth, let me pitch this to anybody who has Disney Plus or, or maybe has the movies. I think it's really fun to watch the original Parent Trap, which is fantastic. Maureen O'Hara. Haley uh, Mills. Haley Mills. That was like, Haley Mills was like one of the biggest stars in the world. Like people, I don't think like people realize how big of a star she was. Oh yeah. Was a huge, huge film for her. Also, The Trouble with Angels is a fantastic movie that she did a little later, but, mm-hmm. uh, the original Parent Trap is great. And then watch the remake with Lindsay Lohan and Natasha Richardson and Dennis Quaid. It is also fantastic. It's really good and it has the same beats, but it feels a little different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they're both really enjoyable. I like the original more, obviously, but, uh, I, they're both just really good movies. And Let's Get Together is such a, their attempt to get their parents together. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a great song. It's another Sherman Brothers tune. Mm-hmm. Nothing could be great to say. Hey, alligator. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. You've also got, uh, Ken wants to point out as well. You got the Beach Boys backing Annette Funicello on monkey's uncle so what a song of a moment you know what i mean but it almost feels like the beach boys backing annette funicello on monkey's uncle is the 1960s version of demi lovato and a jonas doing a song for camp rock you know what i mean current star folks i don't think people remember it i think part of it is i think it's two i'm looking for two things here right Mm -hmm. one of them is and it could be one or the other like one is, does it really serve the movie well? And number two is, does it transcend the movie? I think Let's Get Together actually does both. Yeah. I've never seen The Parent Trap, but I love Let's Get Together. You don't have to know the movie to love the song. Yes. Then I have on the list a couple of more modern, from a more modern era of Disney live action film. We've got the cover is not the book from Mary Poppins Returns. That is the big splashy dance hall number that they do where Lin-Manuel actually throws in a little bit of Lin-Manuel Miranda-ing and Emily Blunt, her Mary Poppins turns Cockney for one song and it's really fun. We've also got uh, Man or Muppet, the Academy Award winning song from the film Muppets by Jason Siegel. My personal favorite, Seize the Day from Newsies. I was always a Newsies kid. I love that movie. And I was like, I'm just going to pull one from each of these. Sure. So that's why I pulled. And, and I think the best song in Newsies is Seize the Day. Okay. It's a great dance number. It's got a great opening to it. The slow, you've got a slow, almost anthemic beginning, and then it rouses you up and, and it fits its scene perfectly. There are other great songs in Newsies, Santa Fe, King of New York, 
carrying the banner. And then I've also got, I'm curious your thoughts on this for Mary Poppins Returns. I put the cover is not the book in here because, again, I was trying to just get one. Light Fantastic. Is that the other one? Light Fantastic is great. There's also her version of Stay Awake slash The Age of Not Believing, which is the place where the lost things go. What's up with Disney having sad lullabies? Hey, kids, I'm going to put you to sleep with sadness. Well, because it's so slow and like yeah. it just lulls you in so you can sing about whatever you want. <laughs> like I'm going to just yeah. work out all this dark stuff in my head. <laughs> like when Tom Selleck to is reading a recap of a boxing match to the baby in Three Men and a Baby. Yeah, It doesn't exactly. matter what you say. It's the tone you use. A hundred percent. That's that's. And then my vote for this particular uh category of newer ones from Enchanted, That's How You Know. It is a song that both is a great version of an epic Disney princess full cast dancing in the street song and a hilarious parody of one of those. Mm-hmm. I think that song is absolutely spectacular. Yeah, that movie's really good. Yeah. That's a re- that movie's a real home run. Like, <laughs> like people don't think about it that much, but yeah, it's great. Also, the Princess Diaries movies are great. There aren't really a lot of songs, although the second one has Julie Andrews return to singing. She mm-hmm. sings a song, which is very nice. She sounds great, of course, because she's Julie Andrews. Sure. I think Muppet. You know, Manor Muppet is a great song. Mm-hmm. I did famously to myself and no one else. I did not care for Walter as a character. That movie to me yeah. felt like very clear that Jason Segel loves the Muppets. Yeah. And he seems, for, by all accounts, he's like one of the nicest people you could ever want to meet. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he got to make it. There is something about it that was just like too meta for me. Yeah. Where I kind of like, I really wanted to love it and it just didn't quite grab me. I saw what he was trying to do and I appreciated it. That song is great. At having Jim Parsons in it is like. <laughs> As the human version of that Muppet was a perfect version, cameo. The man version of, of Walter was yeah. a stroke of genius. It's so good. I think we have to take that one along. It is an Oscar winner. Yeah, it is an Oscar winner. And we can take Seize the Day also. Man and Muppet. I think we should take Let's Get Together. I think it's really good. It's also very, like, of its era. It's very, like, 1961 or 62 or 63, whenever yeah. it came out. Like, everything about it. And I'm putting That's How You Know. Okay, great. From Enchanted going in. So here are finalists as we are looking at them right now. I've got Candle on the Water, Every Little Piece, Let's Get Together, Man or Muppet, Seize the Day, and That's How You Know. Why don't we take a break and then we will come back and we will talk about the one movie that has all of the rest of our finalists in it. And people have probably guessed by now what that movie is. All right. We're going to use some substitutionary locomotion to get us beyond the break, but we'll be waiting for you there. So listen to this. Oh, I don't believe you did that, Hal. But you know what? That's fair. I'm past the age of not believing. (laughs) Hello, everyone out there. Thank you for coming to our service. Yes. We are ready to heal you. you. We are Ross and Carrie. We are faith healers. Yes, Yes, you there. Yes, sir. You have a spirit of... Not listening to enough podcasts. We have the solution for that. Oh, we can cure you. You should listen to Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. It's on Maximum Fun. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yes, ma'am. Yes, you there. Gladys. A, A spirit of boredom? Oh, my goodness. We have the solution for you. It is to listen to the podcast. Oh, oh no, no, Ross, Ross and, and Carrie. Carrie. 
The human mind can be tricky. Your mental health can be complex. Your emotional life can be complicated. So it helps to talk about it. I'm John Moe. Join me each week on my show, Depression Mode with John Moe. It's in-depth conversations about mental health with writers, musicians, comedians, doctors, and experts. Folks like Noah Khan, Sashir Zameda, and Surgeon General Vivek Murthy. We talk about depression, anxiety, trauma, imposter syndrome, and perfectionism. We have the kind of conversations that a lot of folks are hesitant to have themselves. Listen, and you won't feel as alone, and you'll have some laughs, too. Depression Mode for Maximum Fun at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Hal, let's talk about Mary Poppins. Mm, shall we? Did you guess that that was the one we were thinking of, everybody? Since we kept yeah. referencing it and holding all of these other songs up next to it. <laughs> Did you know what we were talking about? I think there are five contenders mm. in this. For mm-hmm. best song. There's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Of course. Feed the birds. Yes. Let's go fly a kite. Yep. Chim chim cheri. Uh-huh. And Jolly Holiday. Jolly Holiday. No, I'm yes, sorry. Of Spoonful of Sugar. And Jolly yep, Holiday. Yep, there's six. Jolly Holiday. Okay. So there's six. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Feed the birds. Let's go fly a kite. Chim chim cheri. Jolly Holiday. And what was the last one? I'm not reading these now. Spoonful of Sugar. Spoonful of Sugar. And I love to laugh. I love to laugh is not good. <laughs> it's okay. Long and loud and clear. <laughs> look, of those seven, look, it's great. Of those seven, I love to laugh is in seventh place. I was convinced as a child that it was my destiny to play that Edwin role and get to record that, like, do that song. Well, I'm sorry that time. Meryl Streep beat you to it in the new movie. <laughs> I, well, you know, it's fine. I'll give it to her. Whatever. Yeah. She could use it, Hal. She could use it. She really needs a win. She needs a win. I'll give it to her. You're right. You're right. So let's start talking about these songs. What comes to mind or what rises to the surface for you? You want to talk about all of them individually? They're all so good. Chim Chim Cherie won the Oscar that year for best mm-hmm. song. But I don't think it's the best one of this bunch. No, I, you know, probably the one, the one I might like the most is the, what is it? The first fiduciary, the one about the bank. Happens invested wisely in the bank. Number one, because I think it's a really good performance by Dick Van Dyke. I don't think it's the best, but I just want to talk about it. Sure. Number two is is saving Mr. Banks, which is a spectacular movie. If you've not seen it, the way they weave the Sherman brothers playing that song for the first time with Pamela Travis's PL Travers, uh, memory of her father giving that same speech because he worked at a bank, but he mm-hmm. was drunk. So he was an alcoholic. And like, that was sort of near the end for him. It's so good. Colin Farrell is, is excellent. I mean, the whole movie is just, yeah, it's so good. It's really good. I, I weep like a baby watching that movie. It's so good. I just, uh, that's, it's a really good, I, th- I think that song has been given more importance because of saving Mr. Banks, but yeah, I don't think that qualifies. It's just a, but it is a very good Dick Van Dyke performance i'm not gonna lie i have not seen saving mr banks i need oh. to see saving mr banks do you have Disney plus i do have Disney plus That's what you could do tonight if you wanted well i tonight i will be putting up my holiday decorations as you can see well, behind me in the zoom there is a tree with just lights so well, annie and i are gonna fix that tonight put it on while you're decorating it's perfect decorating movie that's true 
What is you? What's your go to? See, I when I'm decorating, I need something that I don't have to watch. This was happening the other day too. We were like, well, let's turn on something. So we just turned on holiday sitcom episodes. Yeah, uh, Reservoir Dogs. I actually don't watch <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. Is your holiday decorating? Uh, just the uh, stuck in the middle with you. Just the Steelers wheel scene. I don't want to see what you're stringing up in lieu of popcorn on your tree. Well, you can already imagine. No, I can. Yeah. I I don't think we generally watch. Hold on, Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer, can I ask you a question? When we decorate our tree, do we have, we don't put a movie on or a TV show, do we? Oh, yeah. There's a YouTube channel called Nemo's Dreamscapes. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just like a cartoon scene from like the 30s of like Tom and Jerry sleeping by a fireplace. Or a little kid in bed, like a dark bed, and it's and there's a party <sighs> happening. It's always like uh, you're sleeping in bed, and your parents are having a party, in the, uh, a holiday Christmas party in the other room. So you oh, hear all these that. like 1930s, 1940s. What uh, year were you a little kid? Uh, I'm kind of ageless. That's true. <laughs> it's yeah, it's nostalgic. It feels like it's from that time, and it's like the perfect atmosphere for decorating. Send me a link to that because you know I love me some background videos. I will. And uh, the Halloween season's over, so George Melier movies are now coming off of the permanent loop, just playing on the TV. Understood. All right, let's uh, jump back in and talk about these poppin' songs. Aside from Federal Fiduciary Bank and I Love to Laugh, which did not crack the top six of the songs from this particular movie. I mean, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is a wonderful bit of nonsense it might be the perfect nonsense song the greatest nonsense song ever written yeah it's almost like the laughing party it's just a bunch of yeah. jokes in between yeah and then it's just like jokes that take four bars and then back into super and what's nice about it is so many different characters have a moment in there just random side character. Oh, and what a lovely thing she is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just little moments from yeah. assorted characters. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love Jolly Holiday. The penguin dance is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The penguins in general, although it's not part of it. That's such a great piece for the two of them. It's very mm-hmm. sweet. And... I love the energy of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I think my favorite might be Let's Go Fly a Kite, just because what it represents in the film. I think that it's tough because they all have such wonderful melodies to them, too. You know what I mean? And that's a Sherman Brothers hallmark. That's Richard Sherman all the way. Is He's just a melody master. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I think Let's Go Fly a Kite for me is, you know, I like a song in cut time. So that that waltz feel that it's got to it. Yeah, they're all wonderful. I want to point out one song in particular, Mm. though, on this list. Mm. And I do think there are many reasons that this song could be the best song from the movie. Uh, But there's one very specific one that I was reminded of. I reached out earlier to our resident Mary Poppins expert, Juliana Sloan, Nee Hansen. And I said, what, what do you think is the best song in Mary Poppins? And without hesitation, Feed the Birds was what I got back. Now, I know that she's particularly partial to that song. but Because it's in her range. She probably sang it a lot when she was doing shows with Richard Sherman, right? She, exactly. That was her like go-to song. She sang it with him on a PBS special. But I was reminded that that song was Walt Disney's favorite song. 
and that every Friday afternoon he would uh, go to see the Sherman brothers. He would have a meeting with the Sherman brothers. And the first thing he would do is have them play feed the birds. And he would just look out the window like he did the first time they played it for him when he said, this is what it's all about or something to that effect. I'm probably butchering that story. But I think the sentiment of that song is, yeah, I think it's not wrong to say that that's what it's all about. It's very sweet. Makes me cry like a baby. Yeah. It's really good. I just, uh, I, I like the triumph at the end. I think it's really, I don't know. I just can't get over like what it means. It's time for her to leave because he's finally ready to be there as a father. Mm -hmm. He's chosen his kids over his job. I think it's an important moment in the film. Which song are we talking? Are you, are you talking about? Let's go fly a kite. Let's go fly a kite. Yeah. I think feed the birds is beautiful. It's great song for Julie Andrews. Very Mm -hmm. sweet. Like the clever stuff. I you think do this, or don't? I think this, I do. I love the clever stuff in Mary Poppins and it's full of clever stuff. Yeah. From Spoonful of Sugar, the fact that they have her go up, go up on the note when she's singing down, mm-hmm. like making her literally upside down is really clever. There's just all this clever stuff that they did with the music and with the lyrics. Yeah. It's tough because there are songs that fit the moment in the story perfectly. Like, let's go fly a kite. Yeah. There are songs that musically are more interesting because I think Let's Go Fly a Kite is great, but it's a pretty simple. I mean, there, and that's, you know, Sherman's beauty is that he can write a simple melody that just gets stuck in your head. The chorus, it swells to that chorus, but musically it seems simple. There are songs that are more clever in it. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious spoonful of sugar and then i look at feed the birds and feed the birds is it's not lyrically complicated but it's musically fascinating and it's got the cathedral once it you know all around the cathedral the saints and apostles and then you've got the orchestra and the pipes coming in and all of that i think that's the most musically interesting and complicated and i think that combo to me I think we have to find the one that uses the most elements well. And it could be any of them. I tend to lean on that story of, as a Walt Disney fan, I tend to lean on the story of that being the favorite song and hearing Richard Sherman tell that story of Walt wanting to hear that song, I think is uh, really, really moving and gives that song a leg up. But I don't want to discount Spoonful of Sugar and all of the other songs that we've got in here. So what do you think? Which ones do you think? Is there one that stands out for me? I think it's feed the birds or spoonful of sugar that has the most elements. You've got the music being interesting, the melody being great, the moment in the story that it creates being what it needs to be. And the, and I guess these are the criteria for all of these songs. We should have set this out at the beginning like we normally do. If those are the cylinders that this particular engine that we're looking for is going to be firing on, which one of them is firing on all of the cylinders? You know? I also sit here and think, like, when I think of Mary Poppins, what is the song that comes to mind? Yeah. It's only two of them, and it's really only one of them. One of them is Spoonful of Sugar. 
But mm-hmm. the one that really comes to mind is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I think it is 100%. Probably the, the song most people would commonly think. If you go like, quick, what's a song from Mary Poppins? I think the majority of people would go supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah. And it's clever. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's very delightfully merry, like to have a word that's just made up that she's using and teaching everybody. Yeah. And the energy of it is great. It's an ensemble piece, which is really nice. It would be like the most fun to perform. Mm-hmm. I think it's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Supercalifragilistic is just the name of the song. I thought the whole word was the name of the song. Maybe I just put supercalifragilistic oh, okay. when I wrote it down because, look, man, I was writing this list on the notes app on my phone. And there's a little part of me that's like, uh, oh, no, I don't want it to go. I don't want it to go to a second line. I want them sure. each to have their own line, which is why Portobello Road is just RD, period. Because <laughs> that was the other one. Yeah, as much as I want it to be for me personally, and also I think I have a personal connection to hearing Feed the Birds a million times so that when I think of Mary Poppins, the first song I think of is Feed the Birds. And I love it. I love that song with all my yeah. heart. Not a knock on the song. I just think we have a better one for Mary Poppins that is more representative of the film as a whole, like captures who Mary is and sort of what she brings. Does it capture her? And now I'm making an argument for Spoonful of Sugar, Spoonful of Sugar mm-hmm. because Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is a wonderful song that sits on the surface and does expert things on the surface. Feed the Birds is a song that does expert things in the depths. Is Spoonful of Sugar one that straddles that? Because you also get to see a little bit of Mary Poppins' teaching, and it has a lesson to it in a way that supercalifragilisticexpialidocious doesn't. You know what I mean? If one of her core functions, if we're looking at this as where does it fit in the story, Spoonful of Sugar is a pretty great sentiment that she is passing along to those kids. You know I'll what I mean? With that. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Let's pick that one. Yeah, I think it's spoonful of sugar coming out of that. All right. Does that work for you? Finalists? It works for me. Perfect. All right. Are we going to, as we look at our finalists, are we going to eliminate them one at a time? Or do you want to just see if there's a winner that stands out amongst all of them? So let's look. Here are the finalists that we have right now. We have Candle on the Water, Every Little Piece, Let's Get Together, Manor Muppet, Seize the Day, That's How You Know, and A Spoonful of Sugar. I think it's so obvious. Do we need to, do we need to, to, are we really going to p- not pick a song from Mary Poppins? Um, you know? is there any song on that list that you think is better than a spoonful of sugar? I mean, you know and me, I'm a, I'm a sentimental, great. I'm a sentimental sap. Yes. I would argue that it is a two way race between a spoonful of sugar and candle on the water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what do you think? I'm fine with those being the two finalists. I just, I, I think that Spoonful of Sugar is more essential to its film than Candle on the Water is. And I get that it's like, it's a standard piece in a musical. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely well written. Helen Reddy is fantastic. She's all over that movie giving great performances in every song that she sings, including Brazzle Dazzle Day, which we didn't even talk <laughs> about. But I just think like you can't beat Spoonful of Sugar. Now I'm looking at, I'm, well, I'm, now I'm going back and I'm, I'm really trying to dive in and figure this out. I'm looking at Spoonful of Sugar and Spoonful of Sugar is lacking one thing that the other poppin' songs have, which is a bridge. It literally is just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. 
you know? Yeah, but she sings with a bird. She a does bird sing with harmonizes a bird. harmonizes with her, Mark. Oh, no, she does have that little mini bridge. Uh, she does harmonize with a bird. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's Spoonful of Sugar. All right, people of the world, in every job that must be done, there's an element of fun. You find the fun and snap, the job's a game. And you know the rest from there. Come on. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake, a lock, a spree. It's very clear to see that, that the, the winner, <laughs> yes, is a spoonful of sugar. It helps the medicine go down. The medicine go down. The medicine go down. It's the best live action. You knew it was going to be something from Mary Poppins. Yeah, but there was no hey, doubt. Watch all those movies. If you heard a movie in here that you've not seen, consider this a gift to you. To watch this in the new year. You don't have to make a resolution. You just watch one of these movies. So there you go. Asked and answered. Spoonful of sugar. That's right. This topic is closed. But there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us via email. We got this podcast at gmail.com. Or go to our Facebook group. Share and talk about the songs you love from Disney live action movies. Facebook.com slash group slash we got this podcast. Thank you to our producer Ken Plume who has no opinions on Disney or the Muppets. And who you can support at <laughs> Patreon.com slash Ken Plume. Also researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, who all have a merry tune to toot, who are all quite intent in their pursuit, and knows a song will move the job along. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. We got this. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.